Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm Shane Barker, your host for the show. And marketing architects Chuck Hingle is back with us to discuss how COVID-19 affected the TV advertising industry and the way TV ads were made. The thing I, I do want to talk about is, is TV advertising during a crisis, right? We just had this thing you and I were talking about a little bit before the podcast started about the pandemic and um, you know how it affected your business and, and my business um, and you know different things like these weird things called handshakes that we're doing now these things we call hugs who knew that these would be coming back at such a at such a, a vicious rate and now we don't even know how to do them anymore I told you I was practicing on my pillow and my first hug for my mom after a year and a half it's small little things like that you said you got a handshake and you know we kind of look at our hands like now what do we do do we dip them in bleach or like what's the next step like do we both go to our house and you know, wrap the whole house in plastic or what are the next steps? I'm obviously being a little facetious, but I did want to talk about, you know, pandemic and COVID-19 and how it's affected TV advertising. So what have you guys seen on your side? Yeah, I, I would say TV was as in fact impacted by COVID as most other channels. Um, some of that was the effect that certain categories of advertisers were feeling. Maybe they were non-essential and they had to stop operating. Well, that would mean they stopped advertising. Um, but I think to maybe directly answer your question, what we found is that you really could ad- adapt your message to meet people where they're at, what they're, what's their mentality. And that was really important for us. Are they, how worried were they about personal protective equipment? Did you need to cast people in the TV spots that were wearing that? What was the message? Was it optimistic? Was it more conservative? So mm. every one of our clients found that their ads worked better when they adapted to the tone. But then when things started to open back up, and that wasn't that long after the March shutdown last year, three, four months later, you needed to start to change messages away from that. Um, and what's neat, unique about TV, you're reaching so many people per, per dollar spent. If you're spending, say, $4 a click in Google, well, that works out to $4,000 a thousand. Well, well TV is bought for a fraction of that. So your message is reaching a lot of people. So it needs to be right. But that gets us and our clients very excited of just staying in tune with where the marketplace is at. And when you do, you just get tremendous feedback. Um, 88% of people watch television with the mobile device in their hand. So if you're off tone, you're going to hear through your social channels, directly on your website, through review sites. When you do it right, you're going to see tremendous volumes come through all those digital channels that you should already have in place before you even attempt to do TV. Um, so we knew right away when our messages were right, we were hearing that from our consumers. And at the end of the day, that that's all that matters is are the consumers motivated to take action from what we're talking about in our TV spots. Yeah. And that's, a, I didn't even think about that. Like, it's like, Hey, you wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. Like, are you, and then depending on where that messaging is happening, is that certain parts of the country that maybe say you should wear a mask or maybe you don't need to be wearing a mask or whatever that is like, and it never thought right. about that side of it. Like, are you complying? Or are you not complying? And what kind of message does that give to your audience? That could either motivate them to, oh, this is awesome. Hey, you're wearing a mask, so I'm going to support you guys. Or that wearing a mask is ridiculous. Why are you wearing a mask? And that's obviously there's a little political thing. I think that happened back then. But um, gosh, I never thought about that. So that is that's a you know messaging is already can be challenging, right? Because you're going to try to get this out and you got to make sure we try to hit out of the park. Now we're like, do you wear a mask? Can people understand what you're saying now? I mean, it just it adds a different level of complexity. But I do love the fact of that you'll know pretty fast that like whether you're messaging with the, the content you're putting out there, whether it resonated well. And when it resonates well, guess what? Good things happen when it doesn't. Then you go back and you got to change things and you got to tweak some things. And that's no different than 
any campaign, it's SEO or PPC or anything like that. We go and we try a campaign, something goes, you either get sales or you don't, and then you're going to tweak as you go. So if you need help optimizing your campaigns for higher ROI, feel free to reach out to my team anytime. We have experts at SEO, content marketing, influencer marketing, landing page optimization, and more. Be sure to visit my website, shanebarker.com. That's S-H-A-N-E-B-A-R-K-E-R.com for more information. How did, I mean, we kind of talked about that, but like how did COVID-19 change the way that TV ads were made? I mean, we kind of talked about the mass thing, but did it, I'm just trying to think of like more when you guys are making commercials, was it like, what was some of the pain points there with that? I can only imagine it makes it a little more difficult. Yeah, so at first we couldn't produce commercials. So we're really lucky. Mm. Commercials with live actors um, was not permitted. Um, but we have great animation capabilities. So we started to do spots that were built from the ground up based on animation or based on footage we already had. And so we had to reassemble. So we it was a tremendous shift in how we did business. But once things started to open up a little, we start, still weren't traveling, but we've got technology now where in Minnesota, for example, we have most of our sh- sh- shoots in the wintertime will occur down in Phoenix. We've got a location that we use a lot or in Orlando. But right now we're able to shoot remotely. We have technology that brings our producers right into the shoot. Our clients can watch in real time. And so we can do all this work right through the web. Technology has just exploded to allow much more virtual production capability. And now we're able to shoot all around the world um, really with the snap of a finger. So we can cast people, we can uh, you know, spin up producers, um, sites. So coming out of COVID, well, we're not totally out of it, but it's already a lot better for us just with the industry adapting to new technologies. So we're actually really excited about where the industry's headed in terms of the production side. Yeah, I think that's the key is that the, in COVID, it's, you know, it, it, it accelerated us in a number of different ways, right? Like now it's like before you, you could absolutely produce something outside, something locally, right? But then that really opened up those channels and said, okay, now how do we do that? And I think having animation obviously was awesome. I mean, I've seen, I mean, I went to your guys' website. I've seen some of you guys' commercials. You guys have some awesome stuff and it just shows the creativity. And it also shows, once again, you don't have to have, you know, it's not a set there just in a certain area. It's like, it's worldwide and you can cast people and you can do, you know, get clips and do things and be able to put those together through animation and through other ways. I think that's what's interesting about it is that it's not, if this would have happened 15 years ago, it would have been a different deal, right? I think it would have been, it would have halted the industry would have been extremely difficult, but things were already pretty remote anyways, where you can, once you, as you talked about, you can have different studios, different things that are going on, do certain clips here and then put it together with a clip over there. And once again, make it so that it's a, a phenomenal piece. So I love that it didn't, it didn't pause the industry probably in the beginning, stop things for a hot second. And then everybody said, Hey, wait a second, we've got these channels. Let's you know figure out how to like make these channels better, I guess, to be able to put out the content that we need for our clients. Um, I love that. So so what should brands keep in mind when it comes to creating TV advertising during the pandemic? Like what are some of the things, um, what are some of the things that they should think about? Um, well, that, that's a great question. We, we like to first encourage clients to think about the television spot as a responsibility of everyone in their company. In other words, um, how, how can product contribute to that? Is, are we differentiated enough in terms of our feature set? Um, uh, our brand, is, is, it, is it ready for television? This is gonna be a big book growth move. Is it time to tune it up? Um, do we have the analytical horsepower in place so that when we start airing that we're gonna be able to measure it across all the different ways that people respond? So that's what I really love. And I talked about 
my exposure to team early in college, but it's continued through my entire career. And I love TV for that reason. It takes a whole community of people to have a winning TV campaign. So that'd be the first thing. The second thing from there, yeah, the, the tactics have adjusted to a certain degree, but there's these universal principles that are always going to be true. What are the influence principles you use in your advertising? What's the value of offer? Um, those those human things that get us to respond to advertising, that that hasn't changed. And in fact, I think some people think, well, we shouldn't be advertising in a pandemic. It's not respectful. People aren't going to be responsive. What we found is that people to deal with their stress shop. Uh, they were out buying. And so the clients that we had that leaned into the pandemic and increased their budgets or really took advantage of this, they, they were actually rewarded for that. Their businesses had substantial growth last year. Uh, and and uh, and the consumers appreciated that. Um, and so what we do in advertising, yes, it's commercial speech, but it's the largest form of speech in, in the world. I mean, consumers are exposed to a lot of messages. So that was a powerful thing that we could offer in in the pandemic and even coming out of that let's let's be on tone let's let's do a really good job with our messages so when the consumer watches this they don't want to leave the ad but they you know they get information they're entertained and ultimately we want them to take action so all of that was heightened so i'd say yes there's changes but a lot of course have stayed the same that's what's uh, i'm excited about the universal principles they're still proven i love that i think that's the thing that's important is it was the tone right because I do know that like the same thing with us, like we had a lot of clients in the SEO world that were like, oh, we don't want to, you know, we're going to wait, we're going to wait six months. We're going to, and I'm like, but why though? Like if everybody else is pulling back their budget, now is that time to push ahead, right? Assuming that yeah. you're doing things tactfully. Um, and I think that's important. And you talked about your clients of saying, hey, some of them that said, hey, let's, let's, let's move forward on this, but let's make sure that we understand the tone and the messaging and make sure that we're not, you know, being disrespectful during the current times. But it was a great time when people had more butts and seats and people were paying more attention and people were absolutely spending money for for a fact right they're maybe not going out as much but they're definitely sitting in chairs i can tell you this firsthand that amazon's success was was directly correlated to my wife sitting in her chair at the house i, I know for a yeah. fact that their stock went up at least 0.001% because of shout out to my wife if you're listening baby i'm just kidding please don't buy more stuff as as i'm doing this right now but yeah, I mean, there, you have an attention span, right? You have people that are watching stuff. And we definitely watched more TV, more live streaming and more different things that were going on. We helped a lot of businesses pivot from what that was. You know, originally, hey, we were doing concerts and stuff. Now we're doing live streaming online or doing different things. And so that pivot has been really interesting. I love to see that your clients said, hey, let's let's kind of push this thing forward. Let's see, what you know, once again, being cognizant of what we've got going on. Let's not, you know, be disrespectful, but let's go ahead and figure out that messaging that would resonate well with people that are, you know, eyeballs and people that are waiting for those that messaging to happen. So yeah, it's it's a good reminder, Shane, uh, all your listeners that are in the marketing industry and you and I that we're we're so biased by media because we're in it all the time. And so maybe <laughs> we're big podcast listeners. Maybe someone doesn't watch TV at all. They've cut the cord, et cetera. There's a lot of misperceptions people have based on their own personal media use. But if you look at the broad trends, TV is still a very large industry. People tune to it for uh, entertainment, for news, for sports, and sports is now coming back. So that part of TV is growing again. And so we all bring our biases to the table, but it's important just to step back and let the data tell us what we should be doing as a marketer. You know, if the, if the test works, what do we care? That's, that's, that's what we need to be doing to connect with consumers and, and grow our clients' businesses or, or grow our business. So it's, uh, 
it was a great reminder. There's a lot of changes occurred in the industry, but uh, you know, my habits aren't what everyone else's habits are. And that's where we use data to inform what we do for clients. And, and TV is still a very large channel. Uh, it is true. Digital's larger. Uh, and that is true. But, um, you know, as a marketer, you try to incrementally go wherever you can, where you can generate revenue for your business. And I think the key to that is that it comes down to the data. You know, we, I, it, that's really the most important thing. It's like, we all have, as I tell people that too, like, listen, I've been doing this a long time and I can give you my opinion. And I do think there's some validity to my opinion, but it really doesn't matter. It comes down to the numbers. It comes down to what people like. I mean, it's the same thing we talk about SEO. Like who cares about what you think your keywords are? Like if nobody's looking up that keyword, who cares? But it's the same thing with yours. It's like, hey, the, the data, like I'm giving give you my opinion, but we're going to put this out there. And if the data says that everybody loves it, then we can't, why you don't want to debate that? I mean, because like you said, we all come with our own things of what we think, how things should be or, or our own biases. But at the end of the day, it's not us. Like you can come with your opinion and, and on your opinion, obviously you've been doing this a long time, so it's valid, but the idea of this is like, it just comes like, let's put it out there and see what happens. And it comes down to, Hey, are people responding to it or not responding to it? Um, and I, I love that. So what do you think, what do you think the future is for TV advertising in, in like this post pandemic world that we're hopefully getting on the outskirts of in regards to the pandemic? What do you, what are you thinking? What are you seeing on your side for the future of TV advertising? Well, I think it's going to continue to change and, that's what I think every channel is dealing with, but it, you know, the technology is really changing. There's a lot of emerging platforms that are creating optionality for people. TV's becoming fragmented. The audiences aren't mm -hmm. in, as large in any one place. So we get excited about complexity. We get excited about all of that because we're willing to do the work to find the opportunity. So that, that, is, that is happening in the days of being able to go to you know, seven or eight or 10 cable networks and a couple broadcast networks and put your buy in place are are long gone um so where will it be in 10 years I, I don't know i don't know it's you know maybe it'll be gone you know maybe it'll be twice the size i think though people like to consume content in the form of video that's that's well proven so how that's delivered and and how how the consumer um you know interacts with that i that's going to change but i think there, there's going to be a role not everyone wants to sign up for a streaming service um, not everyone can sign up for every streaming service. So I think there's going to be a real place for advertising to play in monetizing video. And so there'll be a place for marketers to be uh, in, in, in video. So I don't know. It, it's just exciting. I think I wouldn't be in the industry any longer if it was as stagnant as it was in the first 10 or 15 years I was in the industry. It wasn't changing nearly as much as it does now. And that excites me. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that's uh, honestly me asking you that was kind of an unfair question because I'm like, that's a, you'd have to have a crystal ball because it's evolved so crazy over the last 10 years. Like who knows what, I mean, other than we obviously people love video and, and you know, we think that content will, will continue to stay. Now, how that, how that will be transformed, who knows, right? I mean, that there's just, it's, it's transformed in such a crazy way over the last five years. Um, who knows what the future is, but I, I, I'm with you. It's not going in regards to the visual side of things and, and that happening. Now it being more fragmented and you know happening different than the way it's done historically, which can be a, a good thing. Thanks, Chuck. It's been a great episode. I'm sure our listeners now understand how to use the right tone and messaging to do TV ads and promotions during troubled times. You've shared great insights into maintaining the balance and not being disrespectful, but still helping your brand stay on top of the consumer's minds. Our conversation with Chuck Hingle doesn't end here. We'll talk about how he created and sold off Hurricane, the number one walking cane company on the next episode. So stay tuned.